Hey everybody, welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host Jess, obviously. So today this is part two of the Arbon Girl interview saga. So if you haven't watched or listened to part one yet, I highly recommend that you check that out first. It'll kind of give some more context around what's going on. But if you don't really want to listen to part one, I'll give you a super quick rundown of what happened. Basically, you have two girls. You have a blonde girl who's asking questions. She's the more experienced upline Arboner. You have the second girl who's Burnett. She is the interviewee. She's answering questions that the blonde girl's asking her. Not really sure why their hair color's relevant. I'm just trying to paint a picture here of what is going on. So with that, that should be enough context in case you haven't listened to part one, but they're going over some reasons why they joined joined Arbon and whatnot. So let's go ahead and play the video where we left off. Do you wish that I did, you know, get over that way earlier? But of course, it doesn't happen instantly. Um, so yeah, I've now I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do since day one. I'm posting on social media. I love doing that. Um, I'm sharing with strangers. I'm sharing with everyone I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know, just such a huge difference from day one to today. Um, but yeah, like you said, we want more, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, it took me two years to earn my first promotion. Sometimes, or some people, it takes one month. Um, but yeah, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's in a different part of their life. Um, but yeah. I'm super happy to be where I am today, and I'm so excited. I was like jumping up and down last night after our FaceTime. Oh my god, I couldn't even fall asleep. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. It's crazy. Like, it's so exciting. And the, the most exciting part about it is that, like, yeah, you're gaining success within your business. But the most beautiful thing is that when you level up your life and your confidence and your vision, you can't help but create success because there's this thing called the sweet spot, which is the vortex. And, um, you know, doing a lot of personal development myself, it's just like we can resist so much stuff. We can, um, you know, push away so much stuff. And our emotions are our inner guiding system. And so with like fear and anxiety and all that kind of stuff, you know, we can push and repel so much away. And, and I think that's what um, a lot of people unfortunately do with opportunities that come up into their lives. They just like keep pushing it away and keep pushing it away, but they stay stuck in that position that they are in, in their lives without changing anything. And what I told myself seven and a half years ago when I was introduced to Arbonne, it was just like, I heard about this opportunity. I felt it to my core. I was like, this is the opportunity and vehicle that is going to impact my life. It drives me bonkers. The fact that like a lot of these Arbonne girls and not just Arbonne, just MLM people in general are very pseudoscientific with everything that comes out of their mouth. They talk about the vortex. They talk about different mental health related concepts but it seems like a lot of the things that they talk about are things by people within their industry and not by experts like i've heard a lot of people say i i don't know they'll they'll hear some kind of pseudoscientific metaphor for something mental health related and on a team call 
And then they'll tell their followers that or they'll tell people on Instagram that trying to recruit them. And it sounds really good and it sounds like it makes sense, but it like it doesn't. And, and it's not like a real thing, I guess. I, like, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just, I don't like how they use pseudoscientific stuff in just bad metaphors to try and get people to join because I think that like if you can't present hard data then that's what you have to lean on and that's what they do right like they cannot present me hard facts and hard data that shows that this business can improve your mental health they can't show me hard data or some kind of peer-reviewed study that tells me that MLMs are are good for people's mental health or that people are better coming out of the MLM than they are going in because personally I feel like the data would not be something they would like. I feel like it would say that MLMs are harmful and that people feel worse coming out than going in and in that a lot of people believe they're cults. Like if you look at hard factual data or scientific studies, you're not going to get the kind of content that these girls need to recruit people. So what they have to do is rely on these pseudoscientific metaphors and crap to try and get people to join. They'll say, oh, you're in the vortex, the vortex of anxiety. And you just sit there and you sit there. So you just have to get out of the vortex. And the only way to do that is to take good opportunities that come your way like Arbon. It's like, okay, <laughs> how am I supposed to argue with that? I mean, really, like, what kind of argument am I supposed to present against that? Like, metaphorically, they're saying your life and your brain is a vortex of anxiety, and the only way to get rid of it is to change something. And that's not necessarily untrue. I mean, I'm not, like, a licensed psychologist or anything or therapist, but I would think that you can't just sit in the same state of anxiety perpetually and expect something to get better. I mean, I'm personally somebody that suffers from a lot of anxiety and I don't think Arbonne is going to cure that. It frustrates me when I hear this stuff. And then they say like, oh, I felt it in my core. I just, I felt it in my core that this was for me. Again, how am I supposed to argue with that? Like how, how are we supposed to have a conversation on a level playing field when you're, when you're arguing with anecdotal experiences over factual data. If I show you that 99.6% of people are not going to be successful and you're like, oh, I felt it in my core that I would be successful and I am. Like, we're not even, how are we supposed to have a discussion about this when we're not even talking about the same thing? Like, I'm talking about factual information. You're talking about a gut feeling that you had. So, I think that this this whole, I had a gut feeling that I just had to join, I think that's a way for them to get you to overlook the data and the facts and just rely on their anecdotal experiences. And, and they're basically saying like, trust me, trust me, I had this feeling. You just gotta trust me. Such an incredible way. I then went home and talked to my parents about it. And they were like, my, my dad, my mom was just like, whatever, she didn't really say much. But my dad was just like, ah, hell no. He's like, you are not doing this. It's a scam. It's probably legal. Yada, yada, yada. And out of love and protection. Like, it wasn't something he was trying to be mean about. It was just he was trying to protect me because there is that it's starting to kind of lessen because network marketing and MLM is, is really thriving. Like, it is, it's developing more millionaires in the world than anything ever before. 
um, and it works. So, you know, I, I went home and, and this statistic, I don't know where these MLM girls got this from. And guys, I mean, it's not just girls. Like, I've heard so many MLM people say this. They'll be like, MLMs have created more millionaires than any of anything else. And it's like, I have scoured the internet, scoured it, trying to find where on earth they got this statistic from. And it, I can't find any reputable source or any study or any data set that would corroborate this. Like, I just, I can't. And so, if there's any MLMer out there listening to this and you want to send me something that says I'm wrong, I call bullshit on this. I really do. I think that this is just such a load of crap and I don't know where they got this from. And that that's what's funny too, is when these MLMers present to you quote-unquote facts, they're not facts. Like, it is not a fact that network marketing has created more millionaires. It's just, it's not a factual piece of information. Like, yes, it is a piece of data. If it were true, it would be a hard fact, but it's not. It's it's not a fact. So again, if I'm presenting them with facts, like, oh, 99.6% of people will not make money. I'm presenting them with a fact. And they come back and they say, well, network marketing has created more millionaires than any other industry. And they're presenting me with a quote-unquote fact. It's like, how how do we determine what facts are true and what facts are not facts but are untrue? And so that's why it's really, really hard at times to have a conversation with these people because it's like, it's like I could show them a study from the Federal Trade Commission And then they'll just share an Instagram post about how network marketing has created more millionaires than anything else. And it's like, but, but like it hasn't, like you have to show me factual information. But the problem is, is people hear what they want to hear and they're not going to go out and look this up. They're not going to go out and look up the fact that, that it's not true. The fact that you can't find any reputable source that this claim has come from. So anyway, it's just really frustrating because it's like, if they're not arguing with anecdotal experiences, then they're arguing with untrue facts. And, and honestly, even if hypothetically there was some truth behind it that MLMs have created a lot of millionaires, I guarantee you it's for the, the people at the corporate level who have invested and who actually own the company. Like, the the people who own LuLaRoe, the people who own Monet, Monat, the people who own Arbonne, which is usually, like, rich white men, typically. Like, those are the people who are millionaires. Your Amway CEO, Betsy DeVos's father-in-law. Like, those are the millionaires it's created. It's not the distributors. So even if there is some truth behind that claim, it's completely, completely misleading to say that it makes more distributors millionaires than any other industry. My guess is if it if there was some truth behind it it would be the people at the corporate level who actually have ownership in the business or investors not distributors. And that that feeling and all that outside noise was just like really depleting that excitement for me. But what I tell you is that your gut and your intuition knows everything. So, you know, 
know, if we're listening to all the fears and all the judgments from other people and scared to post on social media because we're scared of what other people are going to think or say about us, we are not following our true path by shining our light. And I think sometimes we get so scared, which is, it's just natural and kind of the way society has like molded us into being, is we get so scared of what other people are going to say or think about us. If I hear this light metaphor one more time, I'm literally going to rip my hair out. I am so tired of hearing Arbon girls specifically because I listen to more Arbon videos than anything else. <laughs> I am so tired of hearing them say this, oh, you need to shine your light. You need to help others. Don't dim your light. It's again, a manipulative way for them to get you to think that Arbon it's just, it's toxic positivity. It's getting you to make a bad decision and join something that you should not join. And they present it in a way that is positive because who's going to argue with that? Like, I'm not going to go to someone and be like, oh, don't shine your light. Don't do that. Because then, I mean, it's gaslighting. Like I come off like the manipulative one when in reality, they're the manipulative one. And they get me to feel like I'm the a-hole because I'm telling them not to shine their light. But it's like, no, 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 I'm just, I'm telling you not to join a pyramid scheme or an MLM because it is a bad financial decision. It is a very bad decision. But then they're like, oh, well, you're not helping me live out my potential. You're not helping me shine my light. You're trying to dim my light. It's just, it's a way for the company to manipulate you and to enable you to gaslight people around you and make the people around you who don't support you feel like they're terrible people when in reality, they're just looking out for your best interests. Like, that is why I have such, such an issue with a lot of motivational self-help books and speakers and things like that because they're not actually helping you. They just come off like they're helping you, but in reality, they're just making things a lot worse. Again, as I said in part one, it's all a facade. People are going to say about us because there might be even one person, like one person out there like you, Haley, when Callie shared this with you or when someone shared this with me, like if, if either one of those people had to let their ego get in front of sharing this opportunity with us, our lives would not look like this right now. I think it is more, I don't know, arrogant to believe that you are genuinely shining light on people for giving them the gift of Arbon. Like that is having a big ego. Not and then they're again it's gaslighting. They're presenting it as the other way around. They're saying, oh, if you don't want to share our bond with the world, then you just have a big ego. It's like, no, if you think that you have the secret to life, the secret sauce, and that you're gonna just share that with everyone, and you're such an amazing person because you're doing that, like that that is actually having a big ego. I just don't understand how people can listen to this and not see what's going on. Like it is so clear as day to me and to people in the anti-MLM community how manipulative that this is. And yet there's so many people out there that can't see this, which I, I don't blame them. It's all brainwashing. And when you're not involved with it, it's so much easier to 
identify it for what it is. But when you're in it, a lot of times you don't really realize that it's going on. So, so whatever, you know, we, we encourage people that like whatever you're doing, or if you're at a point in your life where you're like, oh, I want to do something. I want to make a difference. I want to thrive. I want to feel good. I just want to feel happy. I want to feel like comfortable and confident in my own skin. You can, you 100% can feel that way, but it takes work because if you think of all of the thought processes that you've created up until your point in life right now, you just need to unravel that in a new positive direction. And how you do that is by surrounding yourself with a good community of people, which is one of the most powerful things that has impacted both mine and Haley's lives but also doing the inside work yourself. And that's what Haley was saying, you know, reading books and meditating, like, you know, really diving deep into your life and not dimming your light or not changing and tweaking who you are to fit a mold into society or fit a mold into your friend group or fit a mold into your family or a mold into a relationship. Like the more layers that you can rip away that are truly you the more you will thrive in your life and I love that Haley you're just like okay I'm gonna post on social media and not care what people think about me I'm going to lean in I'm going to talk to strangers and be okay with it because those strangers could be somebody that you get to add so much value to in their lives and the cool thing is is like you and I didn't know each other before Arba and like I love you so much. I can't imagine my life without you. So it's incredible. Like the, you know, just the switching the negative mindset about Arbonne, network marketing, whatever it is, like whatever you're resisting. Haley and I just want to basically say, you know, like honestly open your mind, like open it up. And when you allow in things that will add benefit to you, even if it feels scary because it's going to feel foreign, um, incredible things will start to shift in your life. And it might not be like that. It might not be. The- I don't think that I would have as much of an issue with the things that she's saying if she wasn't trying to profit off of them. Like, I don't think that motivational speaking in and of itself is a bad thing. I don't think that trying to convince people to take on new opportunities in their life and to have an open mind. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think what bugs me about this is that she's trying to profit off of it. And that's that's just where everything kind of goes south for me. Like I, I don't take well to that. I feel like that's kind of malicious to try and give wellness and motivational and mental health advice and then to to like know in the back of your mind like oh like i'm just doing this so you'll like join arbon and i can like build my downline it's just like they always play it off of like oh i'm sharing the gift of arbon it's like the gospel but the difference between the gospel and arbon at least the main difference is that the gospel is free I mean, Jesus dying for your sins is free. Like, no one profits off of that. No, yeah, I mean, you could talk about a lot of churches in history who have definitely profited off of it, and I'm not going to name any churches, but um, I think we all 
can figure that out. Anyway, <laughs> um, Arbonne is, it just, people, they act like it is God's gift to the world, but it's like, no, you're just, you're making money off of it. So why are you going to sit here and act like it's, it's, it's just the most amazing thing ever when we all know that you're just trying to profit off of it. Like you're just trying to make money off of it. You're just trying to make money off of people that you recruit and you, they, they just constantly play it off like it is some kind of, I don't even know, just like gift. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just ridiculous. Like protein powder, biz sticks and makeup cool. Like, I don't, I don't really need to pay all this money for it. I don't really want it. I don't really care about it. Why are you acting like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread? Because it's not, Becky. It's not. Might not be that instant gratification. Chances are it's probably going to feel really fucking hard in the beginning because it's new and anything new feels scary and feels weird and feels wrong. Um, and I'm sure you felt like that too in Hill. Like sometimes you're just like, am I doing the right thing? Like, should I stay small? Should I continue to shrink? Could I continue to hide myself and pull the curtain behind me so that nobody sees me? But we're not doing anybody any favors by doing that. You know, we need to step into that light. And the more we shine our light in what we're doing, the more we give other women other men, other teenagers, other children, elderly people, the opportunity to shine their light as well. And Absolutely. right, like that's that's literally what we do with Arbon and it's just like healthy living combined with being the best version of yourself and helping and serving people from that platform. That's what it is. Yeah. Love it. I mean you could like literally go volunteer to homeless shelter. You could work at a soup kitchen. You could donate money to homeless dogs. I mean, there are like a million things you could do that would be way more impactful than working your side visit Arbon. Like that's what pisses me off so much about this is they're like, oh, we're helping people. We're helping people. We're helping them. And it's like, but like you're not helping them for the better. I mean, you're getting people involved with a cult you're getting people involved with a bad financial decision. You're selling overpriced caffeine sticks. I don't like they act like they are Mother Teresa. And it's just it's tone deaf to listen to these Arbonne girls talk about how much they're changing the world. And it's like you're literally you're not helping the world. Like if you want to help the world, go volunteer at a soup kitchen, go work at a homeless shelter, go help women who are suffering from domestic violence go review resumes for college students who need help go literally do anything else and you will probably be having more more of a positive impact on the world than selling fist sticks love it so um yeah what else can we talk about um i guess you have a facebook party soon what what do you what is a day in the life of kaylee growing her business look like okay um so i have been starting to do meditation and gratitude um even just like a week's difference has been incredible um and i'm reading this book 
so good the best and oh my god like everything in it has just been like oh my god i need to hear this um and like trent shelton's training on tuesday just like small things like that like really make huge impact or have made huge impact on me um but yeah doing gratitude meditation um i'm still working um just a full-time job but i you know do my self-care in the morning always have always will um do like i love to connect with people on social media um so like messaging them reaching out um reading a book um and yeah just really connecting with myself and really focusing on myself um i work out every day or I try to um that really is my thing is working out um that fills my cup i feel amazing doing that um not even having a bad day working out just changes my mood instantly um but yeah i don't know every day's a little different but um yeah but aside from like you working your full-time job which is amazing that you're still working your full-time job um you essentially get to like plan your days and mold them around what you want right like it's like you 15 minute little gaps here where you're like talking to somebody about the jelly like you had a bird the other day like yeah right yeah exactly so it's really just like something as simple as that helped five people you know get the jelly and like so it's on their way but I know that it'll change so many people's lives because even a couple people are like oh my god like I've never found something that works for me and that just like fills my heart because I know that I know it will work for them or it fills her heart because she's making some good commission off of it am I right no I'm just kidding I think that this girl is genuinely a sincere person who's sadly fallen into the trap of MLMs. There's like seven minutes left on this video and we're like almost at the 30 minute mark for this podcast. So I am going to extend this into a part three, but really quick before I end this episode, I do want to say, I think that if you know anyone who's involved with an MLM, what do you guys do about that? I mean, I know for me, I have a close family member who is in an MLM and I think that was really what drove me off the edge into the world of anti-MLMs because I saw what kind of impact that it has on her life and how her social media and everything has just completely been overtaken by this MLM. And she doesn't really know that I'm anti-MLM and we've never talked about it. She actually reached out to me and was trying to sell me stuff from her MLM and I politely declined and she respected that and I was really happy about that. There are a lot of times that when you do politely decline, they pester you. Um, Actually, I don't even think I declined now that I think about it. I think I said, oh, haha, okay, thanks for letting me know. And then I like never messaged her back because I'm a very like passive person. I I have a really hard time telling people no, but like I would still never buy from an MLM, you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you guys approach that? Do you guys typically go full force and are you like, 
your MLM is wrong. Here's why. Here's a set of facts. <laughs> Here's my Twitter. Please read all of the tweets I have retweeted about why MLMs are awful. No. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like at the same time, it's not really my place to always insert myself into people's lives. Like if they're doing their MLM and they're happy, I feel like I kind of sit back from a distance and watch, but I don't really engage because I feel like it's not really my place. But let me know what you guys think. Reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter is at unfiltered underscore Jess. You can get a hold of me on Instagram also at Jess Unfiltered Podcast. Definitely reach out, shoot me a message, and yeah, come back for part three when that's up. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see y'all in part three.